two, three. Because we're famous for this podcast. No, we weren't famous before. Now we're famous for this podcast. It's what we're famous for. Okay. All right. One more podcast to go, right? Yes, to reach the the goal of uh, what is it, ninety four? Uh, just the goal of stopping. I think. It was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I do think this right here might be uh, lucky number ninety four. Yeah, the big nine four. Yeah. So as a result, we're going to go through all the great number ninety fours in all of sports history. Yep. So you said you were going to no, start I... and finish <laughs> and do everything in between. I do believe. Right. I'm trying to think of a single 94. It's not a, I mean, it's a defensive lineman, but yeah, I, no one, none of the greats wore 94. And, uh, you know, your father would hop in and say that's not true. And I'm sure he's right. But none of the ones from, uh, like, I feel like I could name all the, the good 90s um, in that department. So not a single 94 uh, rises. The 94s are all chaff, if you will. Uh, there's no wheat there. Chaff, okay, C H A F. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure how it's spelled. Okay, chaff. The origin is back when what happened? <laughs> back when you used to have to separate the wheat from the chaff. I, I think. Oh, that was like the throwaway part. Okay. Yeah, you used to throw away the wheat and keep the chaff. Back then, you cut off the bottom of the carrot. You just eat the top part. You know, hey, look, it's not a perfect vegetable we know we could hey you know a big protest group grow carrots without the thing at the bottom (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) um no but um 94 1994 (laughs) right where were you right what were you doing right now this ex- I would have been a 10-year-old in the starting off in what grade when you're like 10 turning 11, I guess. 10th grade? <laughs> they should do it like that, yeah. Right, easier, 10th yeah. grade. And you have to just be 10 when you go when you start. And that's the only rule, 10th grade. Oh, I'm 11. Well, it's later enough in the year where this still makes sense. Please get back in line. A whole group. We're 11 now. Let us to 11th grade. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the 90s though. Yeah, where were you, where where were you in the 90s? <laughs> yeah, that's Where did you live in the 90s? Yeah. The 90s, you know? I was I feel like I was at home. Spent most of the time at home. <laughs> right. I guess what they shipped us off to high school in the late 90s. Um Right. Yeah. Would you send a kid to boarding school? 97, we would have been going to high school. Um, would okay. I ship a kid off to boarding school? Not like, yeah. not uh, without letting them know, you know, not like blindfold <laughs> them and, you know, or like while they're asleep, put them on a, a train oh. and, you know, send somebody with them or something like that. No, I, I think I would uh talk it out with them first explain why it was happening and then if they really didn't want to go i'm sorry yeah you have to go yes i would yeah (laughs) right 
Uh, okay, practice boarding school, you know, go for the weekend, a year ahead of time. We're getting you ready. And then if you don't go, you had uh, an experience unique on its own. Oh, that's good. Just Or just that's the way that you get them to go to boarding school, you know? You just say it's practice <laughs> boarding school. <laughs> hey, go for the weekend. If you don't like it, we won't send you there. And then that's just the real boarding right. school to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> Right, the te- the teachers dress up as the parents on the weekends and visit the kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They'd have to, yeah, otherwise. I think they would get wise to it. But if they get the teachers don't look enough like their parents, they get some of the other students to dress up like the uh, parents. But that doesn't clue them in, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Yeah. Where were you all weekend? (laughs) You know, clearly was playing the kid's dad. (laughs) Still got the fake beard on. Whatever. (laughs) Do their kayaking lesson or whatever. What what do they do at... uh, Oh, I'm thinking of camp. I'm confusing boarding school with camp. Yeah, boarding school... Yeah, I don't know. Just school and camp then... With, uh, camp with school. School and then after school, what? You... You go to the camp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, okay. but I think, yeah, you do get to, like, row on rivers at boarding school, I think. Okay. And, um, not half bad. I think they throw a few college terms at you. You know, hey, go to the quad. Oh. You're going to need to say this eventually, so just learn to say it now. And a quad's where, you know, they're bunch of buildings kind of close an area in and there's some cement you know you have that's where you go and make friends you know right okay so that at boarding school they they, uh they do all that that's nice they do a quad yeah they yep they introduced the idea of quads i think that's great i well let me change my answer i guess i I think i would just (laughs) the answer is just a flat out yes i think then yeah what about you i could see uh yeah if it's a good one sure Good, good school, and like they have a great uh, program that that the kid wants to do or something. Sure, yeah, go ahead. Okay, it's not something I always picture boarding school being something the kid doesn't want to do. Like we're gonna okay, send you, you away to, to boarding school. Oh, like oh, no, the kid's never like good. Yeah, which one? My top choice or my second choice? Right, the whole boarding school application process, like for college, the SAT, the eighth grade SATs. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, so if they, or just, I think I could be so on board with, oh yeah, just whatever public school you live near. Sure. That's how the world is. Go learn how that is at at school. Or do you, uh, or no, 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 don't roll the dice on your kid's education. Yeah, I think that's, so. that's the, uh, age old question right there. You you should do whatever you want to do based on your values. I mean, so if you value, uh, you know, equity and boarding. Yeah, if you value the geographic setup of school systems and you think that's a really good idea, then yeah, definitely yeah. force your kid to go to that school. It's not that not as good. Don't make us go to the school in our area. The whole group, yeah. <laughs> Join them up with the uh, no bottoms on the carrots group. It's what we're famous for. Yeah, how about a... Uh, a documentary, money's no issue, and you just get these people who are willing because it's such a good art project to do it too. 
to get surgery to look exactly like someone else. And then you keep like showing up places where that person is. You don't like tell them who it is, but like, this is Clyde. He lives in uh, Minnesota and we think you look close enough to where we could give you a few tweaks and we're just going to send you out and run into him. And it's going to be a, I guess a TV show or a, what would that be? A wing of a college maybe. I love the idea. That's really good. I think that's great reality TV. Just you're, and then you claim that it's you from have him claim that it's the same person from like the future or another dimension or like, yeah, two weeks in the future or whatever. Right. That'd be good. You just run into him just at Starbucks and, you know, he looks, get dressed up all frazzled and it's me. I'm you, you know, from next week. <laughs> Yeah, or do you just put him like just he doesn't even try to run into him, but like is just around corners and like makes quick exits to like and just torments the guy or something? Okay, he just <laughs> no. keeps thinking he's he's seen his identical twin or whatever. Yeah, and... or even more creepy, like a guy you know he doesn't even think he's going crazy. He's just like there's another person out there that looks exactly like me. I got to get to the bottom of this. Right. Yeah. This this is me over there from two weeks ago. Yes. <laughs> all right well yeah i don't know reality tv or um i think it's one of those things that's blown after one season you're like oh yeah I'm, I'm not gonna fall for this i know this is the you know the lookalike show but you don't have to fall for it it's just amazing to see this person go through the surgery and stuff like that that's half the show it's just right. the person you know first of all showing every single person on the side of the street who said no to the idea showing the recordings of all of those and <laughs> finally the guy who says all right yeah i'll do it i'm willing to get surgery i have nothing else going on so i get the surgery then they got to show the whole surgery the recovery it's a long show <laughs> yeah oh and you know what those doctors are such geniuses because you know it, they come out of those things and it's all puffy you're like all right well if the swelling doesn't go down i look nothing like them right now so this you got you got to be a right. pretty confident doctor to send somebody away but this looks nothing like the person. This is a big puffy face. Yes. And I assume it puffs up while they're doing it. Maybe not so bad. Like maybe they do it pretty quick. But yeah, how are they able to like design a, the plastic surgery on someone's face while it's all swollen up like that? Right. <laughs> yeah. Like forming a new nose shape while it's all puffy. Then you got to, I guess you got to get good and like account for the shrinkage. Yeah. We're just keep doing what they do already, which is, you know. Anybody who gets the surgery is just getting it to look like somebody who already has a puffy face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Going forward. <laughs> yeah. And then it's uh, then it's more temporary. You could, do, you could claim temporary surgery. You only look like them while you're puffy. Yes. <laughs> did, you, did you land anywhere in particular on the uh, Jeopardy host controversy? Not the controversy. Actually, I don't care anything about that. Who's good... Uh, as a person who incorrectly likes Jeopardy, like you, uh, who who do you who would you like to be the host? Not not any of the available options. Oh, who not else? any available. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me um, give me your top three. Your top three Jeopardy, new Jeopardy hosts. Okay. Give me uh, give me Chris. No, you know what? Make it ten. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Give me uh, Kristen Bell. Okay. Um, 
Give me uh, give me Daniel Aluya, Kaluuya. Uh, who is that again? He is um, the guy who in beat Get up Out. Nancy Kerrigan. Uh, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Uh, Get Out fame, a uh, bunch of new stuff. Great actor. Yep. Heard him on a podcast. Like him from that. Uh, I'll go with those two, and um, and then. Adam Noto is my third. Okay, that's nice. Yeah. What was the question again? Uh, who would I like to see host Jeopardy and none of the available options who could actually get it are... My answer for that would be probably LeVar Burton, just as like a, a reunion. Um, how are you, LeVar? Good to see you. What have you been up to since reading Rainbow? Wish you all the best. Um, yeah, Levy the Barman. Yeah, or Levy the Barman. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and reading Rainbow, that's something you remember, actually, and you have a relationship with? Yeah, and I think it's one of those songs that um, needs to be needs to be brought to the new era, you know? Um, but yes, also with being able to watch five things, you know, Wishbone, Reading Rainbow, Magic School Bus, and whatever, like, English show featuring Captain Poldark. Um, yeah, those were, yeah, so, yes. Uh Take a look, it's in a book, for sure. Take a look, it's in a book? Okay. Yeah. Cool. And what's, how's the song go? Uh, butterfly in the sky, I can fly just die. Take a look, it's in a book, a reading rainbow. And then the good part is, I can be anything. Friends and no, and like some good beats are happening, like, friends and no, ways to go, a reading rainbow. Reading rainbow. It's, um... It's got a few banging parts. Uh, it's it's not quite a verses are as good as the hook, but it's it, it deserves to be in the conversation. I see, yeah. Yeah. And I know what you mean about the, okay, it gets busy. There's like a lot of stuff going on. Right. Maybe some like activity. animal noises or like something like, maybe some like bubbles, like, you know, from a, uh, from either a bubble machine or like a volcano like bubbling over, like that go nicely to the beat. Gotta be making oh, that man. up. Yeah. Wow. That's, yeah, that's in depth. That's an in-depth lie. <laughs> a reading so. volcano. Yeah, this the sequel, Reading Volcano. Um oh yeah, yeah, and you branch off into other tragedies. Not tragedies. Uh what are the what are the earthquake tragedies? Disasters. Style? Disasters, thank you. Yep. Reading reading hurricane. Okay, yeah. Take a look. So, it's out the window. You're getting flooded. No. Is LeVar Burton, what does he bring to the table? Is he just a sweet guy? Is he funny? Is he uh um, I think I think you hit it on the head with sweet, very likable, um, yeah, kind seeming man. Yep. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, and you would like to see? Uh, I I would not. I would be happier if the show was canceled. I don't <laughs> think it brings anything to the table at all. It's, Are you hung I've up never... on why are they doing the question piece? What is and the answer's wrong. If not, I'm. I, I, this would probably fly in the face of a Jeopardy purist, which I don't claim to be at all. I casually like the show. Um, but the I don't know. I feel like we're stuck in the Stone Age with what is Johnson? I mean, that that was never a good idea for a part of the... That, what, what was the like decision point there? Like, oh, you got to do it. You got to do this question thing. Yeah. That'll make people like the show more or that'll make it the Man. show a little harder or way harder. What were they thinking? I think it's one of those things that equals out after one time through you're like oh for like the first time through, oh this is kind of interesting like reverse it give the answer and you say the question 
Like, I can see that being a novel concept before it existed. Now that it existed, it seems very stupid because you just adjust for that being the style of the game. And then you're like, okay, why are we doing this now? We all know how to say what is before. Right. Nobody's getting, like, caught on not uh, saying it in the form of a question, for one. Once in a while. Oh, it does happen? You'll get the question wrong. You'll get the answer, whatever you're, you'll get the thing wrong, because they've, they've messed this conversation up, too, by reversing the answer in the question. Um, <laughs> but somebody will chime in, buzz in, who was uh, Franklin D. Roosevelt? Oh, no, excuse me. They'll be like, Franklin D. Roosevelt. And it'll just, they'll give him a second to, to say what is, Ro- or who was, or whatever. Oh, um, they do give him a second. Okay. To, it, while the thing's still flashing, because they still have the floor, I guess, to like, because you can misspeak and then correct yourself. Mm. Yeah. What a show. Yeah. So what is your tie-up on it? You just don't, trivia is not good enough for you. Yeah, I can't believe that's even a show. I mean, how is that? There's nothing creative or different about it. It's not even, it's got the name Jeopardy, but it's just trivia, right? Right. It's not even real Jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's nothing like the real game show Jeopardy. <laughs> yeah. Like that, when an argument just gets down to, well, I mean, it's not really Jeopardy. Like this, you know, <laughs> you just film this and put it on TV. This isn't like a real thing. Like what? All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know. Your name's not really Steve, okay? Like, <laughs> like, come on, get real. Right, not, yeah. What, what is that, like excusing yourself from reality or nihilism or something? I'm not sure, yeah. It's, you know, it's a little of both of those things, I think, description-wise. Okay. Denial isn't just a river in uh, the River Phoenix. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> oh river phoenix was a person and uh and what other rivers are the ones where <laughs> where there's water in the ground okay now i yep yeah yeah there's the river phoenix that's a uh, person and then there's the river phoenix that is where you gotta go put a boat oh okay so there is a river in phoenix yep there is a river in phoenix the uh the sequel to River in Judea. Yep. Still hold a special place in your heart? Definitely, yeah. Yeah, oftentimes. And I think you do say often in when you're singing, do you not? You do, yeah. Oftentimes, yep. I dream of music. Of the river that freely fro- flows. Oftentimes, I dream of music now. Yeah, oftentimes. If, it's just not poetic enough. I think if you step away from the choir and you... Uh, and you sing it with a ukulele, I think you get permission to say often. But if you're doing the like 40 man choir blowing doors down, we're going often. Okay. Oh, the best is um, my grandfather loved that song, River in Judea. And watch it be about just something horrible. Like, but oh, God, um, yeah. he was like singing too loudly at the concert. Like, he was, you know, under the impression that it was like, you know, uh, <laughs> just like a rock concert where you sing along in the back row of uh, Goucher College Auditorium. There is a river <laughs> in Judea. And like Mr. Phipps was recording that concert. And my grandfather was just, it was a concert of my grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Can he carry a tune pretty well? Yeah, he can carry a tune. Not, I wouldn't say good voice, but he can carry a tune. Um, okay. 
And Mr. Phipps, like, for the time, had, like, the good audio recording equipment. There is a river. And I mean, he sounds exactly like that. So that's that's carrying a tune by a, by a little bit. That's very funny, though. Yeah. Just singing. He's the only guy singing along. It's a concert. Everybody else is in the joint just listening. Yes. And he's just like he's in church or something like right. that. Right. One, one of the greatest also, like his, very good, Peter. The choir sounded great tonight. And then his one gripe was that uh, he's like, Mr. Vince, the accompanist, accompanist, however you say that one, um, he should be the conductor and Mr. Frank should play the piano. I was like, why? He's like, oh, because he has, he has a straighter back. He stands up more straight. He should be the conductor. Like, did like an old, an 80 year old man with an opinion, like, this is fat. He should be the conductor. Like, oh, that's final. Like, what? He doesn't, he doesn't know how to conduct. Right. No, that's just- <laughs> that has nothing to do with it. Yeah. He stands up straighter. Frank bends down to, uh, and Mr. Frank, it was like, he was correct in what he said. Like it was, yeah, Mr. Frank was more of a like uh, animated, like jumping and like really getting it out of you. And Mr. Vince was very like professional, stood straight, great posture, you know. So he had something, but um, just, yeah, that's not what either of them, you know, your opinion isn't a fact. But that's, a, that's great hilarious. though. That's a great thing to have an opinion about. Yeah, just somebody else like should be the director. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. How about uh, glasses for other parts of your body? You know, how do you know your knee can't see? Have you ever like, what if it evolves once you put glasses on there? Ah, no. But yeah, I know what you mean. Like, it could be just the eyesight everywhere except my eyes is just atrocious. You know? <laughs> right. Just terrible eyesight, so. I've just been relying on my eyes this whole time because right. it's so bad everywhere else. Glasses technology just isn't there yet to like make my arm see, but like it has the ability, like it's in there. It's programmed to see. I think so. I think you could, you can hold that belief and yeah, I think that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> or I guess it wouldn't be glasses. What would it be like cloth you wrap around? In, in order to do what? <laughs> <laughs> um, to start the seeing process for other parts of your body. Like <laughs> okay, some yeah. cloth with medicine, maybe? or <laughs> Yeah, possibly. Or <laughs> maybe some glasses. Yeah. Glasses. Start with contacts, maybe. <laughs> Break your way up to glasses. It's what we're famous for. Ah. Mm. <clears throat> yes. Um, how about this as, as an art concept, Tup? Um, a graffiti artist or some kind of visual artist who goes around and inquires about how much was donated for this person to get their name on the building. Like, so the John C. Riley Memorial auditorium a very tasteful art piece maybe maybe you wheel in a big square piece of art that says how much did they donate or you do a beautiful mural next to it on a brick wall that's good yeah i mean uh yeah i like it for anything it doesn't even have to be like just these big fancy art pieces just (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. I don't know what the nor- like the more normal stuff would be, but do that on somebody's house. Like, how much did you pay for this? <laughs> yes, that kind of thing. Yeah, that'd be good. Show up with a choir. How much did you <laughs> pay for this <laughs> barbershop quartet? <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Yeah, the money inquiring art group. I think. Yeah, because at some point we got to get past this this non money art. <laughs> right. We got to get past this more traditional form of art. Get into all the money based. <laughs> yeah, I. There had to have been somebody who, a photographer who took pictures of dollar bills, right? Yes, I think there is some kind of dollar bill photographer. <laughs> Everybody's got their their little thing that they do, you know? Right. Andy Warhol colored in money with, like, highlighters. This guy took pictures of it. Art grows yep. in different ways. Yeah, not even, like, he, did, he didn't even do, like, a uh, one of those nice pictures of, like, a really messed up dollar bill or something like that that really shows, oh, it's been through so much. It's a nice, uh, you know, allegory for the human spirit. Right. Um, <laughs> nice, crisp $20 bill. <laughs> no, they're all just, yeah, like straight from the bank. It's not right. even one of those. It's just the most boring money that you could find. Yeah. Okay. So a reverse art movement where, you know, a picture of a man walking out of a bank with cash in his hand, a regular photograph of that with nothing else happening becomes the art you sell for like 20 million and and gets moved by special art movers. I think that's probably what's going on out in the world of art. I mean, I'm I'm not paying any attention at all, but I bet you it's just, yeah, a picture of a guy wearing sweatpants and a new t-shirt he got earlier today. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I just, yeah, could we play a joke with the entire world and say, hey, here's this picture of a guy in sweatpants and his socks are showing and his socks aren't pulled all the way up. So there's that extra little piece of sock. OK, let's make this the just most popular poster for uh, college dorms. Come on, we can do it, everybody. Wouldn't this be funny? All right, sure. Rally around it. Get a few uh, funny bros to retweet it. Hey, here we go. We all have this poster and it's just one guy with the sock thing happening. I love that. Yeah. I really. And you get a sock sponsorship, you know, an up and coming sock company, uh, whatever that one was. Yeah. Tom's for socks. Sure. A more well-established sock company, maybe even too. Yes. Right. Have somebody give, what do you do? You keep, keep business where it's working. Give it to, uh, give it to who are the sock people these days? Um, Haynes and the, and the boys. Oh, who were the world-renowned sock uh, yeah. makers? Um, yeah, everything's so specialized now. There's got to be like just some specific sock maker who just... Under Armour probably is probably like the leading... Since 2020, Under Armour has, you know, just some shocking stat about just how devastating Under Armour has been to the market or something. Right. Yeah, disruptors. You have it in you to be a disruptor, yep. top. Not anymore, I don't think. No. No? This the my disrupting days are over. Yep. Not since the accident. Not since the big <laughs> disruption accident. <laughs> yeah, man. Damn it. There's gotta be one out there. Tup. Disrupt the market with what? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it's obviously something on the cell phone, but I mean 
All right. What? All right. So let's let's Maybe talk not. this through. Let's talk this through. What's what's like a common item? All right. Like Advil. Advil. How do you take painkiller through your phone? Yeah, it's a good question. I don't you, think you do. Right, a vapor that comes out, maybe a, a vapor pack on the back of your phone. Maybe. Or no, you just tape a bottle of Advil on the back of your phone. <laughs> okay. A prototype, anyway. That could work. Yeah, at least. Yeah, just get like that a first page done. <laughs> a place to keep your pills <laughs> on your phone. I guess we're getting there. Like the Ridge Wallet, the pill phone. Yep. Right. What is the rich wallet again? I think it flattens out all your wallet items into one nice half the size of it, a little bigger than a credit card piece of metal is what I have it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Maybe some rubber bands and metal. I want to say that's a uh, a big profit margin item. You can manufacture those for 89 cents, sell them for uh, 27.89, making it all up. Yep. Those sound right though. Yeah, man. I think I think we might have been onto something business-wise the time we talked about uh, just starting an organization, anything, doesn't matter. A couple people are interested and marking up all the different things that come with being in that club. Is that yeah. what just clubs are? That's how, you know. What's an example of a club? Uh, let's call um let's call you know, our neighborhood VFW hall, beer drinking, softball league. Okay. Okay. So, all right. Terry's uh, running the league again this year. He's, or he's running our team this year. Um, it's 35 for the uniform shirt. And our first uh, bus to the game will be uh, 25 a person. And yeah, we're really looking forward to a great season. Meanwhile, those things cost less than that. And you're just, you just make money off the club. Wow, yeah. I think there's, yeah. My uncle may be, you know, he's the, he does something with the Kiwanis Club, which is, again, some type of weird, you know, fraternal organization or something like that. So I'm not sure. The Knights of Columbus, yeah. Big friends yes, of the, the podcast. the Knights of Kiwanis, yeah. <laughs> the Knights of Kiwanis, Brooklyn. <laughs> but I have no idea what they are. What, what a knight of kiwanis is what are they what are they out there doing i think they just have flashlights and shit and like wear kilts like everything that they think is a weapon but isn't that's what those clubs are like all right let's pretend our flash our flashlights are weapons and that our umbrellas can zap people <laughs> that's just professional police training <laughs> yeah right that uh that okay yeah umbrellas that double as that stick they have the Billy Sharks introducing the Billy Umbrella. <laughs> well, I've always wanted to buy. <laughs> Look, I like Umbrella Hybrid products, right? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Okay, a company dedicated Sharks were dedicated to updating all the different. Uh, Police tools, guns. We're gonna make them. We're gonna make them fire back the other way. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yes. And yes. Oh, okay. You add some pillows to the billy club. That's a good idea. <laughs> Just in case you actually accidentally hit the wrong person. You know what I mean? Yes. Oh, and then you have a grace period to take them off. Okay, I have done the test portion of this. I realize I do have the right person. <laughs> Say all that into the camera. Oh, you cover up the camera. No. Um, you what? You make a bigger camera in our sharks. We're going to update police stuff. Yeah. More I, cameras, bigger cameras? Both, I think, yeah. Yeah, okay. Say the camera adds 10 <laughs> other, other cameras. <laughs> it's what we're famous for. Are we, is um, just getting up and doing a one-man play, one-man show about a tragedy that's happened in your life, do we need an artistic spin on that too, or is just the story of it enough? And I guess who's to say this was just the story. This is their performance of it. So already I think I was crisscrossing up and down a few bad trees to bark up. I love that you ask a question and then follow it up with who's to say is uh, before <laughs> any answer comes. That's a really, <laughs> yeah. that's a great way of just ruining the question right out of the Oh gate. yeah. That 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 throws a grenade in the question. No, I mean, it's just basically like, you know, I don't know. Is it good to take your dog to the dog park, or should you not? Uh, you know, should you not take it to the dog park? And really, who's to say? So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got you right. Just like telling the person you just asked that they aren't their opinion won't matter because, like, who right. could even really talk about this topic? <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Tell me. <laughs> Yes, that is an interviewer's uh, worst nightmare of a technique, I think. Yeah, really, who's to say, you know? Who's to say? And then just go back to the studio. Back to you. Don't even ask. Never mind. Don't even answer the question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that could be a, an artistic um, question asker who would then veer off back to the studio before the person got to answer. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Wearing different disguises. Yes, he's... Uh, He's playing the guy getting interviewed, and then he dresses up real quick and goes around and answers the question. Oh, I can see that being similar to <laughs> ventriloquism. The art being how quickly the guy could change clothes. That could be that could actually be a, a cool art piece. Like a guy who just like perfected in like a barely you could even tell he would switch outfits and like play this weird back and forth. It'd be like some guy your dad would be a fan of from the 50s or 70s or 80s or something like Milt. Pappas was out there <laughs> switching his uniform back and forth like nobody's business in the 80s. That's exactly right. Yeah, he would like know some ventriloquist too. Yeah. Right. Oh. Yeah, we call Milt him Venti. Pappas. <laughs> oh, did you say Vilt? A Milt, who I think is some old baseball name. Okay, yeah. And yeah. then you, you, they used to call him what? Old Pappy? Old Pappy, did I go with? Sure. Yeah. Old the Patman Pappy. Right. Papschmere. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah pap schmear he was a you know 50 year old ventriloquist who used to run from one end of the stage to the other uh, you know and have the greatest conversation i man those were what the vaudeville days of just these people coming up like ah that because there wasn't just like a narrow enough folks to just go up and talk like this angle on just performing with nothing with a couple props, obviously, but that's a, that's a real trailblazer. This guy, I think, I think he, you know, opened the door for uh Chucky chap and um, 
you know, Karl Marx. Milt Pappas. <laughs> Milt Pat old Milt did. Or is Karl oh, Marx Milt. the uh, communist? <laughs> Can he be both? He was one of the Marx brothers, <laughs> but uh <laughs> Oh yeah, the, I were there any good crossover um good crossover like war, but then they also like released an album? <laughs> yeah, uh I think Raul Dahl was a spy, right? Famously. Okay. Nice. And he Other wrote those books. The Twits. It's a good one. Oh, the giant peach was represented being a spy. His big yes. secret that he was a spy. It's possible, yeah. It's possible. Right. The peach represented uh spying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Rolled in the weight of uh being a spy is was the original title. And he just I think that is how you tell your a story, right? Okay. Um, my story is that I grew up and I went to school. All right. Just trade out, grew up and went to school with two other things. Yep. <laughs> I stayed the same age. I <laughs> went right to work. I didn't go to school. <laughs> there's, there's no way to make this funny. And I doubt that I'll be able to get through the story, but I saw like kind of a weird, one of these, you ever stumble into some weird part of the YouTube internet and it's like a story of some crazy tragedy or some weird thing that happened. And then uh, you think to bring it up on the podcast, but you know it'll never <laughs> come off as anything. Yes. I mean, I've, yeah, sure, a rabbit hole here or there. And I think this thing, I, I do this very thing, less rabbit hole based, but just I can relate to the thing you're talking about. So hit me with hit me with what happened on YouTube. Let me see if I can like paint you the picture of it and you know get the reaction of what you think is going on i'll just try yeah. to tell you the scene we'll take this from the perspective of the police officers okay uh and you'll be the police officer and i'll just tell you what you're experiencing and you tell me what you think has happened okay great i'll yeah paint me a picture of the youtube logo and sell it to me as art yes so here you are your officer uh pap or whatever what was the other uh, <laughs> what was the name we were using Officer uh, Barnabas. Okay, yeah, that doesn't sound right, but yeah, let's yeah. just go with uh, Officer Barnabas. And uh, so, Officer Barnabas, you, you're about to get a call, and it's a wellness check. All right, so, hey, hey, Officer Barnabas, uh, my son, this guy named Ryan, and his longtime girlfriend Heather. Uh, we haven't heard from either of them in a little while. They live at this address. Will you go check on them? Okay. Okay. So then you go over there to check on him. Right. And you knock on the door and uh, Ryan answers the door. Ryan has got like a really big black eyes. Eyes like just messed up. It's all black and like he just looks like he's gotten just baseball batted to the face or something like that. And then you can see behind Ryan, you're asking him how he's doing. He's just nice and polite and says like, you know, I'm doing okay. Then... Uh, you look over past Ryan and you see on the couch is a girl. She's not moving and she's laying on the couch. And then you say like, Ryan, what's going on with the young lady on the couch? Uh, oh, she's sleeping is, is what Ryan says to you. And then you say, well, this is a wellness check. I have to come in and actually check to make sure that she is okay. And he says, uh, okay, gets a little... You know, he seems a little confused, a little flustered maybe, and he says, okay. You go in there, you check the girl, and unfortunately she's been shot and she's dead. And, and it seems like she's been dead 
for a little while. Uh, like it didn't just happen or anything mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And you don't know for how long, but she's she's dead. So now you haul Ryan uh, down to the police station uh, to start asking him some more questions because he's been just giving you these kind of confusing answers. And then uh, Ryan goes in before you, you. You bring him to an interrogation room. He goes in before you. There's there's like a handcuff thing attached to the desk uh, that he's going to sit down at. You ever seen these like handcuffs attached? You know when they're interviewing a suspect, they'll like handcuff them to the table there. Yes, a handcuff table. Those are kind of neat. Yeah. Yes, it's tough to uh, find them at a yard sale or whatever. Yeah, you can get a, get a hold of a nice handcuff table. Not nice to do to somebody, but uh, you know, clever. You know, a nice invention that correctly puts two, two things together i could appreciate that yes handcuff on the table yeah yeah uh match made in heaven yeah so he just sits down and handcuffs himself to the table uh like nobody asked him to handcuff himself he just did it and uh, that was kind of strange and then you start to interrogate him you're asking him questions you're just trying to get a baseline on him to start with so you're asking him questions like uh what's his name and what's the girl's name and stuff like that and he gives you a weird answer for the girl's name uh, or name he does say heather which is right but then he get he gets her last name kind of wrong her name is like klein and he goes with like kadu or something like that it's just just wrong uh and then he kind of says that she's got you know a few different last names i'm not sure whoa kadu and then, uh, and then you know you're confused by that. You're just trying to kind of get more of a straight answer from him here. And but, and then you ask him, you know, what's the highest grade he completed? And he says like a B plus or something like that. Oh. And then he's like, no, no, what, no, what highest? What's the highest grade in school? And he says, oh, eighth grade. B minus. Compl- <laughs> <laughs> I lied. It was a B minus. <laughs> okay, you got me. You got me. Ask me that. All right, fine. I did it. <laughs> right after the B minus. Right I shot the girl. <laughs> uh, he basically, uh, you know, says that he completed eighth grade. Then you're asking him, "All right, well, have you gotten, uh, have you gotten your GED?" Uh, and he, he kind of says, oh, "I don't know. I don't know if I've gotten my GED or not." <laughs> uh, and so, kind of just all confusing all the way around. Like, yeah, uh, not not clear what's going on. Here and then, I would say he does not have his GED. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was going to be it. <laughs> that was the question at hand. Yeah, <laughs> based on all of that, what's the highest grade you think this guy? <laughs> yeah, right before GED, probably. Hey, yeah. <laughs> no. So then, then you start to ask him. Uh, what happened, you know? Why, and, why and did you, you get your GED? <laughs> yeah, what happened <laughs> scholastically for you? <laughs> did you start to get it and then it's too hard? Came or? up halfway <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, was it? <laughs> so, no. okay. So then you're kind of like, all right, I'm getting frustrated here with you. Uh, 
Sorry, I thought you were going to something else. <laughs> I really want to know whether you have your GED or not. Yeah. yeah. So you're starting to get frustrated with him. And so you're, you hit him with like, there's a, you know, Ryan, there's a dead girl on your couch. And then. Does she Ryan have her go- GED? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ryan, Ryan's response is, oh my God, what, what education level did she reach? <laughs> This is going to be one of those stories of one of the good ones who got their GED who passed away too soon. Oh, man. So, so you, you know, he's like, there's a dead girl on your, on your couch. You know, you want to start telling me what the heck is going on here? And he said, he, Ryan's like, what? That she's dead? Like, what the heck? I had no idea. And he seems like genuinely confused yeah. that she's dead. And, and then uh, last piece of information for you is then like finally what what the heck happened like just tell me what happened uh yeah and then ryan says uh it's uh richard and his dad you know showed up okay i'll I'll be honest with you richard and his dad showed up and you know they got their bows and arrows if you know what i mean you know what i'm saying about that they got their bows and arrows with them and then they shot us with their bows and arrows and i think you know and i think that's all that happened and of oh course he's like, God. "What the hell are you talking about?" And then, uh, and he's like, "Oh, you know, Richard and his dad. You know, they came in, and they shot us, and they they put us in a sleeper hold or whatever." And he's like, "Yeah, you, you keep saying that they shot you, but you, you know, you obviously haven't been shot or whatever." And then, uh, yeah, so that's it. That's that's all the information. Wow, that is wild. Um, so. I get those are just such bad lies that I think those are all lies. I don't think, you know, I think he reached for some other thing. Like he was like, all right, it can't be the gun. Like I'll get in trouble for guns. So like my friend Richard has a bow and arrow and like, I'll say that he came over and was like, I'll try to say that he was like playing around and, Oh, I guess you got hit or something. But what really happened is, um, he was, he'd met her on a, dating site and was a psycho and um and he he shot her to death and uh yeah the other stuff is a lie okay yeah so the next thing that happens is you you are talking to him and you start to lean in and you realize uh this like black eye that he has there's actually four bullet holes in his face. And, uh, and so then what really happened is he had been shot. It was Richard and his dad, not with a bow and arrow, but they came three days prior. They, his Richard used to live there with Ryan and Heather, who was his girlfriend. And they came, they kicked him out of the house. He came back with his dad and they had guns and they shot Ryan in the face twice. And the bullets like went bounced all over his, the inside of his face and stuff like that. And then they went over and they shot Heather and they took a bunch of stuff and they left. And then like, now it's three days later, the cops come and knock on the door and he'd like live through it somehow. But he was just Uh so messed up from it that they just assumed everything that you just said. They just assumed he was lying about, all of it they just assume that obviously this guy shot this girl and he's crazy or on drugs or something like that yeah but no he had just been shot 
several days ago in the face twice. Wow. So then he he later wound up dying uh, because like he hadn't received any treatment or anything for these. He hadn't received his GED. (laughs) (laughs) It's what we're facing.